Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's finally here. Man, what a long hockey regular season it is all to get to this postseason. And of course, the Lightning are at Toronto against the Maple Leafs tonight in their first game of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. And Steve Versnick, I... I have concerns if I'm a Lightning fan, um, and I've got a couple in the house, but my concerns are sort of the the big picture, right? Like what kind of season did the Lightning have? And it wasn't a bad season. Obviously, they qualified the playoffs. I think they knew that for some time before they actually did it. But And I think we make too much of regular season games sometimes down the stretch. However... Should these numbers bother me, okay, if you're a Lightning fan, they entered today's game with an 11-14-5 record going back to February 15th. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. February 15th, 11-14-5. And, and for as great as Andre Vasilevsky is, and he is great, and he is the, the one reason I would say that no one in the NHL should discount the Lightning. Um. But he didn't, as a team, they didn't have the kind of year that they they have had, and he didn't have the kind of year as a result of that. First time in six seasons that Vasilevsky didn't have the most wins in the regular season, and his goals against average, um, which is two point six five, is his highest. And his save percentage is nine nine one five, is the lowest since this whole thing began with him back in the two thousand seventeen eighteen season. Mm-hmm. So some of that's a reflection, obviously, of the giveaways that, you know, we talked about the odd man rushes, all that stuff. But just on the, on, in the macro, they have not played the kind of hockey with any consistency, especially on the road, but just even down the stretch. Was February 15th, they were fighting for They were still not in the playoffs, obviously. Mm-hmm. But to go 11-14-5, and five, um, I don't feel any momentum for this hockey team right now. If that if that's such a thing going into the postseason, I think for some teams momentum is important going into the playoffs. I uh-huh. think this Lightning team has proved it's not in the past. Right? Has Andre Vasilevsky played as well as he has the last few seasons? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of reasons for it. I think some of it is the play in front of him. Right. Which, you know, let's be honest. This defensive core, particularly, let's we'll, we'll talk about the defensive core, although defense generally means all five guys in front of the goalie. Yeah, right. But sure. the defensive core, you've replaced Ryan McDonough and Jan Ruda with Nick Perbix and Darren Radish. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing against those guys. They're not in the same port, portion of their careers that those other two they're, were. They're, they're young players straight. that have impressed this year. Sure. And, you know, are, are, you know, I think they're going to be solid NHL players in their career. Mm-hmm. And as part of that, look, Sergachev has taken on a bigger role. And 
and thrived doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there's, it's not just, you know, those two pieces and that's it. But I, I don't think what's been in front of them has been as as good for Vasilevsky. Right. I think he's had some baggage. But, I, I, you know, part of that 11, 14, and 5 stretch, and we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. The Lightning, by January, it was pretty much set. It's going to be Toronto and the Lightning in the Same first way, round. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Who was going to have home ice advantage was still in limbo. But Boston was running away with the division. There was the one seed. Yeah, clearly, yeah. The Floridas, the Ottawas, the Detroits, the Buffaloes, they were far enough back where it would take it a catastrophic yeah. collapse by either Toronto or Tampa Bay to not have a two-versus-three matchup of Toronto and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So how do you mentally get engaged in every game? Knowing you're going to make the playoffs, knowing you're going to face Toronto, knowing that you've played a ton of hockey over the last few years. Right. You know, mentally, they've looked gassed for a while. And playing 19 games in 33 days from late February, early in that stretch of 11, 14, and 5 until late yeah. March. That's a big, that was a tough stretch. It's the most games the franchise ever played in its history in 33 days. And, and mm-hmm. part of that was a makeup game from before Christmas with Buffalo. It was supposed to be 18 and 33, which isn't easy. But then you added 19. Four straight weekends of back-to-backs and Saturday Sundays. You know, hockey players play about three games a week. They were playing four games a week, every week, in that stretch. And and for a team that knew they were in the playoffs. Oh, by the way, they've been in the Stanley Cup final for three straight years, too. They know what yeah, it takes that. to win in the playoffs. Is that, yeah. Now, no, I, I know I, – I agree with you there. I mean, they they kind of have played more hockey than anybody. And mm-hmm. for them – and maybe this is true of the better hockey teams. It is all about the postseason. I mean, you you have to go through a process. I guess there was a stretch there where they had three games. I think they gave up one goal. But then, you know, the last week mm-hmm. or so, Vasilevsky had two starts where he gave up five. Uh, again, not all on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened? You know, the, what happened after that three games – the three games where they gave up one goal. What happened at the end of that third game? They clinched their playoff spot. They did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They, that, they let off the gas. Yeah. Now, can they turn it on against a really good Toronto team? And this Toronto team's probably better than last year's team. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sold that they're better in goaltending, but I think the everything else is probably better on this team than last year. Yeah. We'll see. And since Samsonov's been really good in some games and looked really shaky in others this year. Yeah, their goaltending is a question for sure. And 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 look, the pressure's on Toronto. It is. It it really is. I mean, if you've been to the Stanley Cup final for three years in a row, you're mm-hmm. not going out there saying, Oh my gosh, I, I don't know if we can make it. Toronto can't get out of the first round. And they had these guys last year. And I mean had them. How many how many times the have they had teams in the first oh. round? For years, and then yeah. how many times they lost to Boston when they should have won those series? Oh, and, yeah. You know, th- there is, and we've seen it, and we've talked about this too with Tom Brady. That you know, this Lightning team is one of the most accomplished postseason teams ever in NHL history. Yeah. What they've done, going back to, go back to you know fourteen fifteen. 
You know, I mean, they've been to eight straight Eastern Conference or six out of eight Eastern Conference finals. That's stupid, yeah. You know, now to get there this year, they're probably have to go through Toronto and Boston. If they do that, wow. Mm-hmm. But does anyone doubt that they can do it? They're not the favorites. And if if you're betting money, most people are going to bet against them. But would it shock you if they made it there? Based right. on this core that seems to know how to turn it on in the play. And John Cooper talked about this the other day, too. You know, the playoffs are part of it. It's, it's, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be turnovers. There's going to be a bad goal given up. It's how you react to them. It's, it's how yeah. you react and how you don't panic and how you don't let one goal become That's two right. or three or four. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't let two or three bad shifts become five or six or seven. You know, weathering that storm, figuring out a way to just get through it. And when you have 88 behind you, it sure helps that. Right. And, and you know, he's one of the most accomplished playoff goalies of all time. Oh, no question. It doesn't mean that they'll do it again this year. Because mm-hmm. you still got to go out and play the games. But, you know, yep. but also know that a team hasn't made four straight Stanley Cup finals since in 40 years. Since that same Islanders team that went 80 to 83. Yeah, they were the I mean they're just three in a row. They're building on their own NHL, you know, history themselves, legacies. Mm-hmm. Last year, you know, it was funny because I I kind of forgot this. And you need to check out a story by Ed and Cena in the Tampa Bay Times on Tampa dot com. He writes about Andre Vasilevsky. It brought it back to me though, like in that series, in that Toronto series, it did not feel like they were going to win, mm-hmm. to say the very least. But he Vasilevsky had allowed three to five goals a game in the first six games of that first-round series with the Maple Leafs. But mm-hmm. then when it matters, right, when, and, and they all matter, but when you get to a Game 7, he stopped 30 out of 31 shots in a 2-1 to one win. Mm-hmm. And then he allowed, after that one, right, after you get the Game game 7 win, then he allowed two or fewer goals, two or fewer goals, in 12 of the final 17 postseason games, in which his goals against average improved to 2.35. He has taken days off. This break has been good for him. He's a guy that likes to get in the weight room, and during the season, if he's playing every night, he doesn't get to do that. So he it kind of it kind of strengthens him by to be able to get in there and and, and work out. Um, so he says he feels great, and I think that was important that you know they get him some time off as much as he thought he needed, mm-hmm. which is very 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 well, little usually. And Vasla, he's talked about this in the past too. There's been times where he's looked. Not himself, and and you know he doesn't mm-hmm. talk to the media often when he does. You know, yeah. I, I think it was early this year. Someone asked about you know is the body okay? You know, he's like body's fine. Right. Mentally, it's mental. Sure, sure. It's oh, the sure. grind. It's the you know I, I I just think look watching this team. You know how good they are. You know the talent level. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've been engaged in this season since the turn of the the calendar. Yeah. Well, the record I mean, would say that. I mean, I mean, they're trying. It's not they're not going out there and trying because they're trying. Yeah. But you know, some of the teams they're playing were hungry because they're fighting for every point to get in the playoffs. Lightning knew they were right. making it. That's right. You know, it, it's and with all the hockey they've played, it, you can understand why they had some lapses this year in that regard. And, and, and in the past, good... we've talked about times where, you know, think about two years ago, they played Florida the final two games of the regular season and got smoked by Florida. Oh, this is going to be it. It's going to be over. That's what we all thought. We all said yeah. it, yeah. 
And game one was a, a crazy six to five, I believe, a six to five game. Lightning won, mm-hmm. and then they went on and, and won that series and went on to the Stanley Cup. Right. You know, the, the first round is crazy in the NHL. There can be lots of upsets. Mm-hmm. You know, after you get past the first round, it kind of levels out a little more and gets a little more predictable. The first round is, is a little crazy. And the pressure's on Toronto. They have home ice. Lightning don't have to win two up there. Just win one. No, you just got to win one. That's right. And even if you don't win one, you're still, you still haven't lost a game on home ice. You're, so you're on okay. serve. I think it's always – I'm telling you, we said this before, I, I just think it's less pressure to start on the road. Mm-hmm. I think – and Toronto has their own demons to exercise, but way less pressure. And until you get to a game seven, and they did last year, and they didn't have home ice, and he still won, um, you know, because in a one-game situation, sometimes it does, you know, does it really matter where you're playing? Both teams have – it's it's you win or go home. Um but yeah, that that's that's absolutely true. Here's another, uh, and I'll, I'll end with this with with mm-hmm. Ed's story. Um, you talk about Vassy getting up for big games, right? And how do you do that every week when you know you're kind of in it? He played his best against the best teams this year. Three of his four shutouts came against playoff teams. He shut out Colorado, mm-hmm. Carolina, and the Islanders. Um, and 15 of the 29 games in which he, was, he allowed two or fewer goals were against teams that are still in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the better the team, the bigger the game, the better he plays, and that is how you win Stanley Cups when you have the monster in, in, in the net that's you know healthy, appears to be motivated. You know, now, I don't know the health of the rest of the team, although they did get some good news. Yeah, very good news. Tanner Janot. Practiced in a regular practice jersey on Monday before they left for That's Toronto. That's crazy, now, right? John Cooper said, he look, he's not in for game one. Right, but still. Didn't rule him out for game two. Didn't see that coming, man. They you know, kept that under wraps. Well, didn't when he? it happened, you know, you sat there going, he's out for months. Oh, yeah. And then oh, they yeah. said, well, maybe late in round one. He might be back mm-hmm. by, if not Thursday, maybe it's Saturday. Maybe it's a home three. game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's a huge, the huge break for them. I, I think it's going to be curious what John Cooper does with the lines. I, the more and How's more I think about this, the more and more I think about this, I think they go eleven and seven. Really, I think they go eleven forwards, seven D men, and just let Point and Cooch just double shift, wow. and just put them on the ice more. And make hmm. it hard on Toronto. I, I'd certainly I don't, ramp it up. I mean, Cooper's not giving any indication that's what he might do, although, you know, he keeps saying, you know, well, what we've done at the end of the season and that's what we're going to do going forward. I, I just I, – I just – now, the question is who comes out. I think at right. that point, I think it's AC Mont is probably the one out, but you could sit a Corey Perry. You could, I don't think Pat Maroon will sit. Nick Paul? I, I don't think and I, and Nick Paul is playing. I don't think Belmar would sit because a face-off somebody does on penalty kill. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Asimont or is it Perry? And, and if Janot's back and they go 11-7, then, you know, two of them got to sit. I, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't given any indication of that, but just I wonder if, uh, you know, maybe it's not game one, but maybe it's in his back pocket. Yeah, that in game his pocket. One go, yeah. Well, it always is, yeah. but. yeah. But I just wonder if you just don't let your your big guys forget rolling let the, lines. Let them double let the shift dogs and play, play more often. <laughs> yeah, let them play, man. Um, 
like I said, I you know, I, I just the more I think about it, knowing that defensively has been where they've struggled some this year, having a seventh mm-hmm. defenseman allowing you to sh- change things up there, shift things up, can you know maybe that creates an advantage for you. Hmm. They haven't done eleven seven a lot this year. There's years past they've done it a lot in in the playoffs right. in years past or some they've done it a lot. Right. So I. Well. I I think it'd be in, I think it'd be an interesting call if he does that. Well, that that would be uh, that would be a surprise. It's it's always uh, well, it's never dull when the Lightning are in the postseason. These games going back, I mean, remember the five overtime a couple of years ago? I mean, it's just anything and everything happens in the postseason. It's the hardest trophy to win. Um, first round of the playoffs, many not many surprises, right? I think Boston won over Florida three to one. Bruins are going to be hard to beat, right? I mean, they just won so many games. Yeah, I mean they beat the Panthers. Hurricanes won two to one. Uh, as we tape this now, mm-hmm. the Oilers and Kings are underway in the first, and the Wild Stars are at the first intermission. Right. So. Yeah, the Western Conference is just getting underway. Well, this is what you live for if you're a Lightning fan, and you get it tonight. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning at Toronto, and there's a whole lot of pressure on the Maple Leafs and the Lightning trying to make it back to an unprecedented in a salary cap year, a fourth straight Stanley Cup final would just be would just be yeah. remarkable. And, so. and to be honest, the Lightning are very healthy. Yeah, with the you exception know. of Janelle. Janelle, yeah. who may maybe come back. I mean, you know, that's when you think of, about past seasons, right, when Kucherov was just getting back for the postseason and mm-hmm. missed so much. Right? And you think about not having Braden Point last year, right? And and yep. Stamkos, Stamkos in the, in the first bubble. Stanley Cup, I mean, you know, yeah. yeah, he played five, played shifts. one game and scored a great, yeah, and 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 I mean, so they have they have hoisted the trophy with a lot of missing pieces in the past. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It's uh, you know it. this like is this is this is what Lightning fans. You know, I don't want to say there's been a a boredom with the regular season for the last year or two, particularly. But it, it really is. I mean, the light, it's, it's been spoiled. You, They've made it too routine. It's routine. It's they like made the playoffs seven know. of the last eight years. Been to the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals six of the last eight. I mean, right. it's kind of just get me to the playoffs. And now let the fun sure. begin. Sure. Yeah, this is what you live for. Because you just you take for granted that they're going to make it back every year. And every year they make it back. And then the fun really starts because they've made such deep runs all the way to the Stanley Cup Final every year. And... You know, you're spoiled as a hockey fan around here. Hell, they're playing till almost June. It's just, it just never ends, man. Um, but it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be a fun series, and it, and it starts tonight, of course, up there in Toronto. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rays and their loss at Cincinnati, as well as the Bucks had some media availability. Started the voluntary offseason workout program. On Monday, and we got a chance to talk to Kyle Trask, among others. We'll get into that. But first, I want to save money for you on your electric bill. And here's how you do it it's called May Electric Solar. They're a family owned uh, business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems now for 13 years in the area. And there's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30 year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances, and that's what they're calling the May difference. If you visit the Hudson Showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install 
to fit your specific needs, and then they're also going to use their own contractors. They don't use subcontractors. Those are Billy Mays guys up there installing those panels, and that's important. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances. It's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Is there any way that the Tampa Bay Rays can avoid going to Cincinnati anymore? Like, Can they just take that series off their schedule somehow? Boy, is that a terrible place, the Queen Bee for them. Man. Which is funny because it's a really good place for most other teams that go in there the way they've played That's recently. the thing. Everybody beats the Reds except the Braves. It's it's the damnedest thing. They make the Reds look like the 75 Reds when they play them, and they're not. And, you know, the pitching right now, their pitching is less than whole, right? I mean, that, that goes without saying with the, with the number of guys that they have let, lost. But um, they left men on base all over the place. They – you know, got behind early. Um, and, and here's the thing that seems weird. Maybe it's – I saw Toronto do this the other day too. And gosh knows Oakland just keeps walking people in mass. I've seen more bases on balls from this pitching staff this year than I think I've seen in any year to start the season. These guys just aren't throwing – they're not throwing strikes. And I don't know if it's because they're hurried up. I, I don't I don't know quite what to make of it. It's not – you know, obviously it's not McClendon and, and you know McClanahan and guys like that, but I'm just saying Actually, like, he's walked more than he should this year. He too. has more than normal. You're right. You're right. He hasn't given you up think many hits, any residual but he's been giving up more or? walks. I'm just wondering, like it seems like walks are and I don't have any statistics to, to prove this in the American League, but certainly with the Rays of late, it seems like they're putting way more batters on a ball, uh, you know, guys on base with on walks than anything else. You know, I wonder if it's I mean a combination of pitch clock Mm-hmm. And and you're kind of rushed up there. I, I wonder if bit. it's there's some thought the balls are juiced. Well, I absolutely believe yeah. that's the case. And, and if so, are you trying to you know pitch locate, more to locate. avoid contact? Right, right. You know, I mean, the Rays yeah. haven't given up many home runs this year. They haven't. Mm-mm. But you know, are they just trying to avoid or nibble? And and some of it's injury. I mean, you know, you had Cooper Criswell in. Oh yeah, today. Getting a couple innings. I mean, you you know, you're, the Durham you're down three starters. I mean, you're down Eflin. You're down Springs. You're down. Yeah. And it doesn't sound good on Springs. No. At least a couple bunts. Yeah. Um, they brought Taj Bradley back. Yeah, I mean, he's going to start tonight. To do that. Yeah. If you can give him five again and up three, you'd be happy with that. Um, Criswell did okay, but, you know. It's just tough right now. They 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 just don't have the depth of the starting pitching because of so many starters being out. It's still early in the year. Um, I don't know. It, it again, it's not like the Reds are bashing people because they're not. But they made those guys really good hitters, and they put a lot of people on base. Trevor Kelly was not very good. Um, yeah, it's it's just been you know just kind of grab bag right now. But they. Yeah, they lost three out of four. I mean, they had the great start, thirteen and zero, and then you, you know, then you lose a couple um, in Toronto, which there's no, 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 you know, embarrassment with that. Toronto's a good ball club. You got the last one, and you lose in Cincinnati. So that's three out of four after a fourteen zero start. They were bound to cool off a bit, um, but they're just not. They're not playing well. You know what I mean? Like you can see, and it was a cold night 
in Cincinnati. I mean, those people were bundled. The few that were there, my goodness, Cincinnati not drawing anybody right now. Well, I that mean, stadium was empty. One, the team's going through a rebuild that's taken a long time. <laughs> yeah. When your owner comes out last year and <laughs> when they ask about the rebuild, said, well, where else are you going to go? And the fans went, oh, we'll show you. <laughs> yeah. My couch, that's where. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, the Bengals are winning. Right. A nice contrast, which right? doesn't happen all the time there. And Joe Burrow is the king of the town. Their yeah. MLS team, FC Cincinnati, is doing very well. Mm. And the Reds have a management team that fans don't like, and it's a rebuild that's taken a long time and isn't very good yet. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not showing up. Yeah, and, I, and the weather obviously didn't didn't you know contribute to that as well. And, and quite frankly, sometimes that's difficult too. You know, you got a raised team that plays in a dome and lives in Florida, and you go up for the first time, and and even mm-hmm. though it's you know already April seventeenth, it's still very very chilly up there and windy, and um, that can affect you and can affect your at bats and things like that. So, but if you win the next two in Cincinnati, then you went three and three on the road trip. Yeah, you're fine. You take it absolutely. Mm-hmm. They just gotta. I'm telling you, but you remember that? I mean, that was where the season came apart a year ago. They they lost, and Cincinnati was a last place team. Then they went zero and three, but not only zero and three, um, they got bashed a couple of times, and then they had a bunch of players get hurt, including Wander Franco. Mm-hmm. They came back; they were a much lesser team than the one that arrived in Cincinnati. It was a disaster. So, yeah, it's just. Uh, is, is a, it was non-competitive is the way I would phrase this game. Like, they had runners on, you know, first it's 4 to nothing, and then, you know, 4 to nothing, 7 to nothing, and finally they lose 8-1. Um, to one. It just wasn't wasn't a good night if you're a Rays fan. But um, they'll be back in action again, and that's the great thing about baseball. We've got a game every day. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You don't have a game every day in the National Football League. In fact, they're a long way from playing. However, Monday was a big day around the NFL because it was the start of the offseason workout program, which is voluntary unless you don't want to play football. (laughs) Uh, And then you probably should come. Um, or you have a big enough contract where it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Or it doesn't matter. Right. Um, I don't know what the attendance was because we, there wasn't anyone to speak to that. Like we didn't talk to Todd Bowles on Monday. However, we did talk to Kyle Trask and this is the first time that he has been available since the signing of Baker Mayfield. Now, you know, Trask is not naive. Um, he knew he was the only quarterback on the roster. Certainly they were going to add some more. But they added a guy that has played an awful lot of football and has pedigree, uh, charisma, leadership, all that, commercials, you know, you name it. Um, But he's also on his fourth team since July. So if you're Trask, you can't can't really be concerned with that. In fact, he just met Mayfield on Monday in the building. Apparently 
um, him and Baker got together for the first time. He's like, yeah, a great guy, um, great person, great dude, you know, all of that sort of thing. And I hear he is. Like, that's the one. If, if someone has a perception out there that Baker Mayfield is, you know, churlish or not not a good teammate or whatever, that nothing is further from the truth. Like, players around him really follow him. They, lo- they like him as a teammate. He's he's a dude. You know, he's he meshes with everybody. Um, but having said that, you know, you got a guy that you're competing against and you're both learning a new offense. Um, and, but Mayfield, you know, he's thrown for 16,000 yards and 102 touchdowns. You've thrown nine passes, completed three for about 23 yards. That is an enormous disparity in experience, right? And, and for that matter, pedigree to some extent. But here's the thing that Baker uh, doesn't have. He doesn't have institutional knowledge of that locker room. And what I mean by that is, if you're Kyle Trask, you know Mike Evans. You've sweated with Mike Evans. You know Chris Godwin. Now, maybe he hasn't taken a lot of reps with those guys because he was a scouts team quarterback or, you know, in preseason games they were out of the game before he got to play. But that that carries some weight in the locker room. Guys have seen him work, right? They're not, they're not quite sure about Baker. They'll learn about him, and I think they're going to like him a lot. But they know Kyle Trask, and they know that he has kept his mouth shut, knew that he was going to never advance past you know the third quarterback, only got a helmet twice in two years to even dress on a Sunday, much less play. Never, never raised, you know, his voice, like just, just, you know, went out there, continued to grind, continued to grind. And when he stepped to the podium, which I thought was interesting, you know, they made three players available to us on the first day of volunteer minicamp. And Kyle Trask, if you're into symbolism, he got the first rep. He was the quarterback up there, not Baker Mayfield. I don't think that's accidental. I think it's intentional. I, I think that Todd Bowles, if nothing else, has said this is going to be a competition. And Kyle Trask has earned the right. And I think this will happen in training camp. He's going to get the first rep. He's the incumbent. He's been here. Doesn't mean he, you know, he's going to win the job. But I think there's a definite nod to his patience and what he has done. Um, and he told us that, you know, the only thing he's been told is an open competition. And you know, he knows that the team's going to do the best thing that they can to win games. Um, but he did say, you know, in addition to knowing players on this team, I've just spent two years in that quarterback room where the greatest of all time worked. And I picked up the routines right, and and have implemented some of those that hopefully will make me successful. And he doesn't make, he doesn't make light of that. He, he gives great weight to what he has seen with Tom Brady and, and Brady's ability to sort of treat good times and bad times the same, you know, and not ride the roller coaster, which I think quarterbacks are can pr- prone to do. But his biggest thing is going to be how fast can he master or – execute the new offense under Dave Canales and he's going to pour himself into it. That's one thing that went against Trask, right? Because no matter what you thought of Byron Leftwich or Bruce Arians offense, and maybe you think it was time to go. And in fact, it did go, but Trask had drilled down on that offense for two years. 
And I don't think you could hurt a quarterback any more than saying, uh, you know, you know what that offense you've really gotten to intimate knowledge of now for two years? Yeah, we're doing away with it. And oh, by the way, the quarterback's coach that you're used to working with, he's gone too. I don't think you helped the guy. He was, you know, he was already whoever walked in here was going to have more experience than him. Uh, and now he also now has an unfamiliarity with what Dave Canales wants to do. Now, maybe it will suit him better than Bruce Arians scheme, but we won't know that, um, for some time. But, uh, it was interesting. It, it was interesting to, to talk to him, um, about, you know, what has transpired and, kind of where his head's at, and, and he's excited about some of the young faces and the young players that he saw staring back at him, you know. We also got a chance to talk to Rashad White, who for the time being is RB1. Rashad has done interviews, I think, with everybody. Um, and, you know, I think for him, he has uh, gotten his weight. He's about 219. He says that's what he wants to play at. This offense should suit him because it's a run-heavy offense. He's a three-down back. He can do a lot of things. And the other people that are going to enjoy this offense a lot is the offensive line. And Tristan Wirfs, we also had a chance to talk to. And Wirfs acknowledged, Steve, that, you know what, I'm practicing left tackle because I read the I read the papers or the Internet too, and he goes, it looks like I might have to play there. Well, that's good to know that, you know, he's already looking ahead at that. And I'm sure they've had the yeah. conversations with Jason Light and Todd Absolutely. Bowles and Dave sure. Canales and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to have to – most likely he's going to have to play some left tackle this year, even if it's not so. all of it. I mean, depending on a late They could cut, draft a, one. A, they could draft yeah. one or a late cut in, you know, training camp, another team sure. that opens up mm-hmm. a left tackle. But more, more than likely you're going to move worse to left tackle. Because you, you do have a right tackle on this roster, Luke Edeke. Luke Edeke, who was better suited to play mm-hmm. tackle. That's what he did at Central Michigan. Actually pay, played okay in the final regular season game. Played the whole game there, I think, or, or darn near most of it, uh, against Atlanta. Uh, albeit, you know, they pulled the starters pretty early. But, you know, yeah, they've, they've got some options. But one real good one, I think, is is moving worse. Which, you know, at the end of the day – I th- he's definitely athletic enough to do it. He played three games at Iowa there. But the bigger thing, I think, is for him, um, and I still think he's going to be the highest-paid tackle no matter what side he's on, but left tackles make more than right tackles. They always have because most of your quarterbacks are right-handed, and that's the blind side. And not the worst thing in the world to switch that position um, the year before your contract season. So um, he's embracing it, and Tristan's just such a good guy and a team guy. He said something interesting. And I, I asked him about, you know, even though Brady is gone, the hope was when they signed him three years ago that whenever he left, that Brady would leave an indelible imprint on the franchise and the players he had played with. And that imprint was, you know, the work ethic, the sacrifice, right? All those things that they got, had to experience in order to win a Super Bowl, that that would be, you know, sort of like, that that blueprint would remain even though Tom Brady has retired. When we asked Trask or uh, Tristan Wirfs about that, he was like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys around here that know what to do, know how to get to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl before. And he goes, but 
we still need to improve our culture because, and I'm paraphrasing here, don't quote me or I'm not quoting Tristan, but he essentially said because after we won the Super Bowl, some guys chose to kind of do their own thing. And remember when Todd Bowles last year said if guys are living off the Super Bowl, they're mistaken? Mm -hmm. I think, and this happened in 2002 as well, I think some guys got a little too big and too comfortable and and weren't the same players after they won that. And that can happen. You know, a lot of people can't handle failure. And if they do handle failure, they struggle handling a lot of success. And I thought it was interesting because, you know, in the offseason, right after the last game, Todd Bowles talked about how we got to improve our culture. We got to change our culture. It's like change your culture. You've won been to playoffs three straight years. You won two division championships. Culture's winning. You're winning, man. And they only won eight games. I get that. But I think he recognized, and now Tristan Wirfs has recognized, yeah, we got rid of some guys that were kind of full of it. Interesting comments from a guy that's being more vocal. You generally don't get that. No. Honesty or clarity. Right, right. You know, you got it from Todd Bowles first and now Tristan Wirfs. And worse is going to have a bigger voice, and he mm-hmm. said so. He said, "Look, I, you know, I'm still a young guy, but in that room, I'm one of the older guys already. Hard to believe, um, but because of his merit, right? When you make Pro Bowls every year, you know, I said this after he came in that if he, if he stays healthy, he's going to make eight or nine, ten Pro Bowls, and he's going to wear a gold jacket one day. I still believe that. Um, but he has such a joy for the game, and is such a good guy to boot. But he he's going to he admitted. He goes, you know what, I'm. I'm going to have a bigger voice. You're like, you know, um, it, it's just, you know, where I'm at in my career and the age of some of the people in there or whatever. Um, obviously, Ryan Jensen's a big leader. They got leaders on that offensive alignment, but you lose Donovan Smith and Ali Marpet the last few years. Uh, that's that's a lot, you know. Even Shaq Mason, who was an older player, had been traded to Houston. So um, they're going to have to have their veterans step up and speak up. But, um but it was interesting. Worfs is uh, Worfs is a good dude to follow, man. He's <laughs> he won the like the good guy award last year because he was so damn cooperative with the media. But um, in general, smart guy, and you know, thoughtful, um, and just one hell of a player. So we'll be back out there, I'm sure, uh, in the future. The next big thing, of course, is the NFL draft. Check out the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com for your coverage on that. Next Thursday is is the draft. It's coming up really fast, and we've been doing draft nine days away. Breakdown. I know. God, it's unbelievable, man. And then there's a week off, or I should say a weekend off. You know, a whole week off, and then they have the uh, rookie mini camp, and then they go right into OTAs, which goes right into the mandatory veteran mini camp and and full squad mini camp, and then by the middle of June, I think June fifteenth. Um, they're the players and, and, and to the coaches to a large extent are done. Um, and until they come back and, and begin to assemble in July for, uh, for training camp. So it, the cycle of the NFL is incredible. We've talked about this. There's something every month and it's a 50 week year business and you know, it just keeps churning along. So yeah, NFL draft hard to believe we'll get into some of that too, because there's sort of a consensus now forming around the number one pick about who's going to be quarterback. And my dream of a headline that says Stroud taken number one overall 
It's fading fast, man. <laughs> Bryce Young, it appears, is going to be the Panthers' first pick. And in fact, and if you can believe this, maybe this is why they're the Houston Texans. The Texans aren't taking a quarterback. And no one is trading to two because they all know it. They're not taking one at, at number two. Now, they have a later first-round pick, but it's curious, isn't it? C.J. Stroud might be the next guy off the board, but it might not be with the number two pick. What, are they tanking for Caleb Williams next year? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, you better get a quarterback, man. You know? But um, And there are a number of quarterbacks in this draft, but it's not going to be Bryce Young. Looks like Bryce is going to Carolina, which if you're a Bucks fan and they play in the NFC, I'm telling you, I'm a Bryce. I'm a Bryce Young guy. I'm a believer. I I I have watched enough football and enough college football. Yeah, I get the concern about his. It's not so much his height, but you know he's he's a slender guy. But he's over 200 pounds now. Um, but you talk about process. This game at the quarterback position. Yes, you got to have the arm. But you know what? Everybody in the NFL, third quarterbacks included, as Brad Johnson used to say, they can break your nose with it. Okay, they throw well enough, or they wouldn't be here. They don't just give these jobs away. So they can all throw. Do some have better arms than others? Absolutely. No question. But the thing that separates, in my mind, the quarterbacks these days are uh, the accuracy and anticipation. Can you read? How quickly can you process a defense post-snap that's rotating into coverage? Um, and how accurate can you be when you do let that ball go? And those are the two things, the vision that, that Bryce Young has, that I think is rare. Um, and so that for that reason, you know, if, if you're an NFC South fan of another team like the Bucks, beware of the Carolina Panthers. Like, oh, that whole division was one game difference last year. Um, and Carolina has gotten better. And, it you know, it may take a year or so for Bryce Young um, to get rolling, but they're going to have themselves the number one pick in this division. So you're starting to see teams now start to restock, right, um, Derek Carr goes to the New Orleans Saints. Starting to see him restock that quarterback position, and the Bucks are going to have to find one too. And right now, it's Trask and Baker Mayfield. All right, so enjoy the first round, first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Tampa Bay Lightning at mm-hmm. Toronto tonight. The Reds will, the Reds, the Rays will see if they can do something with the Cincinnati Reds for a change uh, as they continue their series there. Thanks for listening, for Steve Burstick. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. 